Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various various as- aspects <laughs> of the Christian faith. No, don't you? Stop. Oh, no, I no. Got, I got uh, the Christian faith. Oh, uh, I'm boy, Rick Romlick. I'm Robert King. <laughs> we are glad you guys are with us. Stay tuned for more <laughs> as we get into Rob's Sunday afternoon schedules and oh, the yeah. book of Philippians. Yeah, the book of Philippians. We're going to go over. We're going to give a high-level overview because Rick is yes. going through this at Proclamation Church, and he's going to give some key highlights. So looking forward to that. It makes me kind of want to go through the whole book, maybe do a little bit of a series, but we can chat more. This is the word of the Lord. That. Thanks be to God. the intro music it's not it's not on here oh. I, to, I told you that oh i thought you fixed working. it i'm sorry no i wish I did. um it'll be the listeners will hear it but you and i listeners yes can you hear that let me know can you hear me now can good. you hear me now good 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 rob we're back um i'm in your office in here the at studio um since it's global since it's church global <laughs> yeah conglomerate here uh-huh. um what a beautiful all the campuses on report the to. 16th floor of the campuses, i mean one Levesque Tower in Columbus. Mm, I, I love this view that's here. Dude, that is a nice building. <laughs> um, anyway. That is not where we are. That is not where we're Sadly. at. We are in a, a very still very nice uh, office for oh, yeah. Citizens Church here in the um, yeah, greater great. Westerville area. Yeah, we love this. Rob, been working hard. You got all your bookcases up but one. <laughs> oh, okay. That, that, that gonna... last one's been, one. It's been... It's really been hurting you, hasn't it? <laughs> it has. It's, it's been a thorn in my side. It's been a what? A I've month been, or two or three now? That probably you, two. You've been trying to get that and going? Yep. Anyway. I found time to put it up. Rob, how you doing? How was your week? It was good. Good week. Um, yeah. Good weekend. Had um encouraging church service and got to spend some time with family and friends over the weekend. So yeah, it was good. Great. You? Yeah, very good week. Um. I can't remember everything that happened, but it was good. Tiring. It sounds like it was the good. The Lord has been good to us. Dude, I got to take a um, nap yesterday. Dude, you 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 share, then I'll share. Go, but yeah, yeah. So here's the thing: Sunday afternoons, yeah, um, are a weird thing for me anyway. I think for probably a lot of pastors, they can be. Yeah. Um. You usually I. By the time I get done with the Sunday gathering, I've worked. A good six or seven hours by that time. Yep. Um, and there's usually still a, a good chunk of work. What time do you done. get up on Sundays? Um, usually four thirty. Are you four, serious? Four forty-five. Yeah. Okay. So on on last Sunday, not not like yesterday. It's Monday right now. Um, okay. So the follow or the previous Sunday when uh-huh. you preached, you mentioned something about how by the time the service comes around. Yeah. Rob's probably already put in five, six hours. I think I said four or five, yeah. Or maybe it's four or five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. dang, he's giving me a lot of credit. How yeah, early does he think that I get up? Dude, I get up at like seven on, okay. on Sunday. You tell your people this week, Rick apologizes. <laughs> well, somebody came up to me and was like, like, really? You put it? Like, no, I don't. <laughs> Rick's a liar. Yeah. Lost no, but, but I, was like, I was like, man, does he, does he get up that, yeah. that early? Now, granted, I... 
at least recently, and I'm hoping that this stops, but I've been staying up till like two o'clock in the morning on Saturday nights. Yeah, so I'll flip that. Yeah. I'll go to bed by 11 um, and get up and work on the sermon, pray. Um, just depends how much work I need to do, and yep. I have yep. to do a lot of praying. Um, but yeah, so so with that, Sunday afternoons are a weird thing, right? So most Sundays, I we get home, put the kids down for a nap because we've eaten our service we yep, have lunch yep. there and then like the by that time the house usually is in a good amount of disarray mm. because um i had friday off but just been busy saturday's been busy Su- sunday night or saturday evening sunday morning craziness so it usually is a put the house back together do some projects and then sunday evening i usually spend a few hours working yeah um Yesterday, I didn't do hardly anything. Good for you, man. Dude, I was like sitting in my desk. My desk was just a wreck. My office was a wreck. Candace and stuff, kids stuff, my stuff, the house. And I said, you know, I'm just going to go sit on the couch with my wife. And it was great. Very nice. It was very, very nice. That's good. Yeah. I got to take a nap yesterday, which Praise was amazing. Um, I, I sit up till nearly two o'clock on Friday night working on the sermon. Wow. And because I, I told myself like, hey, I'm going to. I've been staying up real late on Saturdays, and if I'm going to stay up late on the night, let's stay up late on a Friday, so I can go to bed yep. earlier on a Saturday. That's great. And I still end up staying up late trying to finish it. So, and, I, and to be clear, like I get up early anyway, so it's not like a huge stretch to get up that early for me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But good, you got a nap. That's great. It was amazing. Wonderful. Yeah, felt great. So yeah, good week, good weekend. Rob, how did it go today? Your house? Um, you had some plumbing issues, I heard. Dude, Finley. Finley dropped one of her necklaces, one of her like mm. plastic bead. It's like a pearl necklace that kids will wear. They're like An bright heirloom. pink, yeah, or bright green, whatever. Um, and they're like plastic looking pearls. She dropped one down the sink and didn't tell us. And so mm. our our sink started backing up. And we're like, what in the world? And we thought maybe it was in the trap. Yeah. And so we took the trap off, and it's not there. Mm. And so we put the trap back on, and we tried to run like a snake through it. And nothing. Put the trap back on and started to run the water, and it like immediately filled up. So n- nothing's getting through. Wow, that's like, not good. Oh, this isn't. Yeah, this isn't great. So for a couple of days, we didn't do anything with it. <laughs> Just don't touch it. Maybe it'll go away. <laughs> well, well, because <laughs> no, I understand that. Because over the I weekend, I called. I called Waterworks, mm-hmm. uh, the the plumber, and, and asked them like, "Hey, can you come out?" And they're like, "Yes, but." If we come out over the weekend, it's going to be way more expensive. And so I said, oh, okay, well, then this sink is just out of commission we'll for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. So called them last night to set something up for today, and they came out today and yeah. fixed it. Boom. Way a couple go. hundred dollars later. Yeah, you know, that's... Thank you very much. The Finley. price of children. Yeah. The price of children. Yeah, we're keeping a tap. Well, Rob... What are um, we talking about? We're talking about Philippians. 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 What if... Uh, Philippians, yeah. So, um, the book of Philippians, we're going to just kind of do a little quick overview of that book. Yeah. We are, as a church, going through Philippians, and a couple things I I learned as I've been preparing for this is that Philippians, the church in Philippi, was the first church in Europe, um, and Philippi is in northern, modern-day Greece. Okay. Um, And Philippi was the capital for a time of Alexander the Great's empire. Was it really? Yeah. Well, hot diggity. So, two really interesting things there. Extremely. Um, 
Obviously, we know Paul wrote Philippians. No one really argues with that. He wrote it from prison, and it's been really interesting um, just as he was writing to encourage the church who was fearful and concerned, um, just to remind them of the Lord's working and to be encouraged. So really, there's there's several different, like, if you were to use a word to summarize Philippians, um, there's several, but you see a, a, just a lot of encouragement. Um a lot of humility in this book, a message of humility, and uh, also just a, a great endearing love between Paul, Timothy, and the church at Philippi. Okay. So you kind of begin with this. This is a church that Timothy and, and Paul planted together. This is where in Acts chapter 16, I think 9 through the rest of chapter 16, is about the church plant in okay. uh, Philippi. And it's just uh, really cool to see that the beginning works in Acts 16, and you go to Philippians, and you're reading kind of like an update of what's going on. So Very cool. Yeah. Okay. drink some so, coffee now. Yeah, take, take a sip. Um, so when it comes to the book of Philippians, is there like, so we're going through the book of Mark, and something that we've been saying week mm-hmm. in, week out, I probably sound like a broken record, but Lord willing, by the time we're done with Mark, everybody in the congregation will be able to say this, mm-hmm. that the book of Mark is yeah. about God restoring his wayward people. Yeah. There's like a, that's what we keep saying every mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. Book of Mark is the overall theme, God restoring his wayward people. Is there yes. something like that for the book of Philippians? There is. Well, I mean, yes, I just can't quote it off the top of my head because oh, I don't man. have any of my notes. Unbelievable. But, but it's just the idea um, that, man, Christ redeems the whole person and okay. transform, like works through the whole person. So like he saves all of our souls, as I said yesterday, like he saves all of us. And then he graciously like leaves no stone unturned. Like yeah. so, so in Philippians, uh, we see in chapter one, he talks about, he deals with attitude. Okay. And one of the things that, that, that Paul's writing to the church and he's trying to encourage them. And he doesn't just say, have a good attitude. He models for them and to, to be thankful to be a people of prayer, have an attitude of prayerfulness, um, have an attitude of thankfulness, um, and and to trust in the Lord. Like the Lord is working, and we can take great joy. Um, and even though there's 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 hardship and there's suffering, uh, Christ is over those things. So it talks yeah. about our attitude that we're not to just say, "Hey, I'm a believer." And then have a like, just go around with a negative attitude, whether that's judging people, it's fearful, it's doubtful. Um, oftentimes, our attitudes really reveal where our heart is. So, if you have an attitude of frustration about most things in life, then man, you're not resting in the sovereignty and the peace of the Lord. Hmm. So, that's a- good. That's good. I am, um, I'm looking at um, a study Bible. Do you here. have a word? Do you have a word for it? Like a. No, so, so so both the Pillar New Testament commentary and this so their study Bible that I'm looking at, they both talk about a joyful spirit and warm mm-hmm. affection. That's what the Pillar New Testament commentary says. Um, Paul's letter to the Philippians exudes a joyful spirit and warm affection. As a thank you note to his friends for their generosity, Paul's letter wraps them in his warm embrace. Yes. And then um, on Logos, there's the Faith Life Study Bible that says in Paul's letter to the Philippians, his writing overflows with joy and thankfulness, mm-hmm. thankfulness, even though he is writing from prison. Unlike his interaction with other churches, Paul had very little to correct in the Philippian congregation. He was encouraged by the believer's concern for his, for him and their faithfulness 
in living out the gospel. Paul teaches that the joy of the gospel should rule our lives regardless of circumstances. Yes. So in Paul's writing, Paul and Timothy, as I said, there's a close connection with his church, close personal connection. And so we see in, in even in verse 4, he uh, he deals with an issue of uh, division to prominent people, prominent women in the church. And he says in verse 4, verse or chapter four, verse two, I entreat or urge you um, to, to, to to agree in the Lord. Hmm. And this idea that out of a position of relational closeness, like there's a, a tension there, he's rebuking them, but he is encouraging them as well. And, and like almost all letters in the New Testament, Paul in chapter three, we see Paul dealing with just false teachers, people who um, are trying to, to pretty much propagate a false gospel, that, hey, you still need to be circumcised, and then also even this idea of, like, suffering isn't worth it, you shouldn't really have to suffer, Yeah, kind of take the easy way out. So in this, um, in chapter two, though, we see a lot of, this is a, a pinnacle chapter for the, the deity of Jesus Christ, right? Yep. But we, this idea of, hu- of humility. So there's some issues popping up, some pride issues in the church, Paul's writing to them to remind them to be a humble people, mm. just to have humility. Paul's in prison, writing, you know, from a Roman prison to the church, saying, listen, God is good. And let me remind you who Christ is, what he has done for us yep. as um, an example of humility. And then to remember that, like, we have been sent out and were to follow that. I mean, he, verse 14 of chapter 2 says, Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Hmm. I mean, this idea of, uh, this isn't a suggestion in verse 14, do all things without grumbling or disputing. It doesn't mean there might not be differences or difficulty, but this is a word from the Lord to his church to us as believers. Um, I love in um, this idea of, of I'm trying to find the passage. So Something that I see here as you look at that passage, though, that I really appreciate is that if you keep reading, so that you may be blameless and pure children of God, who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation, among whom you shine like stars in the world. How, how do they shine? By holding firm to the word of life. Mm-hmm. The, the importance there of holding firm to the word, to the faith once delivered to the saints, that we look to the word for our faith and we look to the, to the word for our practice. And if we hold to the word, then we will shine like stars in the world. Uh, Paul just emphasizes that of you guys do that by holding firm to the word. He's so encouraged that they're holding firm to the scriptures. And so... I, I appreciate him yeah. saying that because what we're, one of the things that we're trying to do in our church is is just show people like, hey, th- this this mm-hmm. is what is supreme. Yes, we are a word centered church. We're trying to center ourselves around the word as in scripture, but then also the word incarnate, Christ. And so we want to be word centered in the way that we preach, in the way that we live our lives, and we uh, consistently want to elevate scripture and Paul's emphasizing that point right there. 
Which is, yeah, and, and even in verse 13 where he's talking about kind of like his past and how he takes no um, stock in his, like, his works, but rather it's all in Christ. Yep. And then he says um, in verse 12 of, of chapter 3, not that I have already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. And this, this is just humility. This is Paul, you know, writing to the churches. Hey, I have not arrived. I haven't figured all this out. Um, but then he says down in verse 17, Brothers, join me in, imi- join in imitating me, and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the examples you have in us. And so even as, as Paul is saying, listen, I don't have the answers. He's still saying, like, but follow me, not like I'm, you know, I'm the Pope mm-hmm. or I'm, you know, deity or I'm the the Holy One. But rather, I'm faithfully following the Lord by His grace. I'm taking no stock in, in my my upbringing or my lineage or any kind of legal thing. This is the work of the Lord for me. But I'm, I'm following that and observe and watch. And I think that's even a good word for us to... To be reminded, like as leaders, um, as as you as well, pastors and elders, but to all believers, like if you, you should be striving to be mature in the Lord, so that you can be examples for others to follow. Yeah, I mean, it's a really convicting thought when you think, man, is my life a good example of a Christian? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're not talking just like my Sunday morning teaching or my Sunday morning, you know. Um, appearance on Sunday and what my involvement, but like your life, the way that you treat your spouse, the way that you study uh, for school, the way that you apply yourself at work, treat yeah. people around you. Like, is that a good example, a good model for as a Christian? Um, and we could all say like, no, obviously we're not Christ and there's truth to that. But we know that there are good models and there's there are those that are um, not good, not helpful. Hey guys, today's episode is brought to you by LifeJournal. LifeJournal is a 90-day planner and journal to help you organize your day, accomplish your goals, and grow in your faith. And the thing that I love about LifeJournal is that, as you guys know, I also work full-time outside of the church. So this journal is put together really well, very sturdy, and it looks really sharp. So I can walk into any business meeting with this journal and feel good about opening up and taking notes. And then in addition to that, it also is able to gear your day toward keeping the gospel at the forefront of your mind. It's got a section each day, what I'm thankful for, uh, what scripture did I read, what did I learn here, what was new, how will I use this today, and then it has a gospel connection. How did this reveal the gospel or point myself or others to Christ? So it's not only a productivity journal, it's got your top three, it's got a spot for notes, it's got a spot to track your five foundations and daily goals, but it also brings it all back the most important thing, the gospel. So we heartily endorse the gospel-focused life journal. And if you want to learn more, go over to gospelfocused.com. Again, that's gospelfocused.com. Yeah, um, I, I was thinking as you were talking there, you talked about how Paul didn't, like he says, follow me, but he wasn't claiming to be the Pope. And we kind of talked about that a few weeks ago. Um but it just struck me that had Peter been the first pope, um, or a successor of Peter being yeah. the second pope, 
it is noticeable that Paul doesn't mention any of that. He doesn't say, hey, no. s- submit to Peter. He doesn't say submit Follow to... Follow after yeah, who, whoever, James, yeah, whoever Peter's successor Jesus. is, yeah. fill in the blank. But he doesn't say anything about that individual. Yeah. Um, he, he says, follow me as I follow Christ. And then talks about um, putting elders in place and writes to the elders. And um, you, you see, like, Paul's ecclesiology almost in, mm-hmm. in by not mentioning anything about yes. a quote-unquote pope. And his, his call is, is to faithfulness. Yeah, and I think that's the one of the things that Paul again is is writing to the church in Philippi, saying, "Listen, um, there's people who are trying to, you know, he says in, in chapter three, watch out for the dogs and the false teachers, yeah, you know, people who are trying to deceive you." And he's just encouraging the church towards faithfulness, not a, a metric of growth, not a um, a mm. certain kind of you know, you know, measurable thing, but rather just a faithfulness. Yeah. Trust the word. Certain kind of building. Right. A certain location or a certain slogan or whatever. Yeah. It's just to to faithfulness to the Lord. Um, And you just trust that the Lord will like bring all those things. Um, He talks about, you know, in his encouragement in chapter four, says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. This hmm. is verse, that was verse four. Verse five, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Hmm. And to uh, come to a place like as a as a church and as a believer, where we have a heart of rejoicing, we seek to be thankful and, and gracious. We're not anxious about anything. We're trusting the Lord for His provision and for this peace. And that's you know, as believers, we know that we should be different than the world. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yes, we're going to drive cars. Mm. We're going to wear clothes. We're going to eat meals. In our home, in restaurants, you know, those kinds of things are, like, we're going to do all those things. But our attitude, the things that we, the, the way that we um, deal with hard situations when life comes at us, it should be very, very different because we can rest in the Lord. And He, this peace, I mean, we you hear this passage a lot when there's times of suffering or death, but we believe the Lord does bring peace that is unexplainable. Mm-hmm. There is no reason why this person should have peace, but they do. Yep. It's because of the Lord. Yep, absolutely. Now, with the understanding um, that all Scripture is profitable, mm-hmm. um, however, there are certain uh, passages or certain books that we tend to go to for certain topics. You may rate this book and all the New Testament books. Is that what you're asking? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, you're asking that's not what I'm asking. Uh, so what I am asking is what kind of person would be particularly encouraged mm-hmm. by the book of Philippians? Every person. Okay, thanks for that. No, like, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, if, if of you're... Course, of course every person. Well, then, like, that, like, I don't know how to answer that all question. All scripture is profitable. I literally started <laughs> I, off by I saying know. that every so, person would profit from this. So do you However, answer your question then? No, I'm, I'm asking you as, as like, if this is, these are the kind of um, high, high points yeah. of Philippians. These are kind of things that are showing what the main themes are. Like for instance, someone who's suffering, yep. you might say, "Hey, like let's let's be reminded of Job, mm-hmm. who, although he was righteous, God used these things." Um, and you can use. Are you are you fishing or do you 
Or do you have an answer? You want me I to don't. Say? I don't. I'm not fishing. I don't have an I answer. Mean, I mean, like, I honestly, I'll, I'll just say it again. I think anyone. I mean, I think if you're, if you are in a humble position where it meant you have nothing, like Paul writes and encourages the church, like you're, the Lord will sustain you. He'll give you peace. If you're prideful and you think, hey, I'm doing okay in life, like I got my ducks in a row, like he, the humility of the church, the humility of Paul. Uh, Paul says, I, I've learned to be content in all things. I'm content when I have a lot. I'm content when I have nothing, mm-hmm. you know, so it separates our contentment from our, um, you know, position with stuff, yeah, like all material. those things, our material yeah. p- st- status. So like if, if you're, you know, if you're weary, like he's writing these sweet words of encouragement in our, our relationship with Christ and our position. If you feel distant from the Lord, man, read chapter two and see what the Lord has done to be near to you. Mm. Um, so I, I think just think every, everyone there's like, I couldn't pick. I know what you're saying like some some books you can kind of yeah easily and, they, and they don't describe. all work like that. I don't want to say yeah. that each book has well, like a did, certain though, person. So that's kind of no, <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> but I didn't know if there was a certain person. Um, like all oh, this would be particularly encouraging to the sinful person. There you go. That was that's what I was fishing <laughs> Those for. Those in need of Christ. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, cool. So, is there a chapter that you're most excited about going over? No, I mean all of it. Yeah. Anytime you get into the passage in chapter two, it's very, very weighty talking about the the passage you're talking about. The deity of Christ, yeah. You're referring to chapter two verses. I have to look it just up. Just all of chapter two? No, okay. it's not all of chapter two. Um what verses are you referring to? Well, I just said I had to look it up. <laughs> Hurry up and get there. What verses are you looking okay. at? Verses? Um This makes for really good radio. I know. Just, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Verses 5 through 11. Okay, okay. You want to read those? I'm going to look, start in verse 4. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Nice. That was through verse 13. Through 14. No, you're right. Through 13. So he begins with this idea, let each one of you look not only to his own interests, but to the interest of others, right? So stop worrying about yourself, worry about other people. Yep. Then he shares these verses about how Christ literally humbled himself, came for us, leaving Christ, didn't need to leave, didn't, yep. need, didn't need us, didn't need any of those things, humbled himself, took the form of a man, which he will have for eternity, mm-hmm. for us, for our salvation. Yeah, then, I, I like I like what it's how the CSB words it, um, do not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Yes. Something to be grasped. Um, 
loses a little bit. It does. It does. Yeah. So well, lo- love, love, love the ESV, but <laughs> well, I that's CSB, all I got here. Yeah, so. no, I see that's what you got in your hand there, but I think the CSB uh, did a better on that you. one. I'm with you. We preached out of CSB, uh, which is good. One of the things, okay, so this is unique, and we did it yesterday. I think it went really well. Um, we read through Philippians. So, the whole thing? Yeah. Wow. How long did that take? 14, 15 minutes. Yeah, nice. I mean, I've, I've, I've people, listened to sermons where people, people do, that. do it. You know, you spend 15, you watch a, a show for an hour and you'll spend 15 minutes watching commercials. Yep. Um, so true. Yeah. I mean, I think it, you know, it went really well. The gal who wrote it, wrote it. The gal who read it for us, she did really well. <laughs> the gal who wrote it. She, we wow. It. She is a member. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Yeah, she did. She wrote a really good one. <laughs> No, but she did a phenomenal job, and um, she's yeah, still getting royalties on that. I think <laughs> it's public domain. <laughs> uh, she read the King James version, <laughs> the authorized. Uh, anyway, no, it was it was really good. Like I think it's good for us to take in like larger volumes of scripture, and like I said, you can actually read the whole book in 14, 15 minutes. Yeah, out yeah. loud, it was good. it was really good. Um, but yeah, so man, there's so many good things. Obviously, it's the word of the Lord. Amen. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Do you guys do that? Uh, the thanks be to God thing? Yeah. 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 Cool. Someone reads the passage before I come up there. I couldn't remember because I, I was like getting ready to preach. And so like when you're getting ready to walk up, there's always these things going through your head. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't say it. I was new. I, I didn't know to say that. Yeah. I felt pretty awkward. Yeah. Good. Felt out of, out, of, out of the loop. Yeah. That's how we want you to feel. Plus the fact that like no one talked to me at all. <laughs> Stop it. And uh, That's not true at all. <laughs> the whole like cult thing you guys did up there was yeah, like you, you know, were going with, in a circle uh, and the, uh, the with, fire with, with the humming and <laughs> yes. the, yeah yeah and they're like ha, ha. i was like well, okay <laughs> that's cool i mean typical I, sunday <laughs> at citizens baby <laughs> so how you growing how's the church numbers <laughs> there are four of us that like to <laughs> just kidding just kidding uh, um <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like i need to clarify none of that takes so is place. that all the spc money that goes <laughs> yeah. towards that or <laughs> None of that takes place. Oh, my. Um, the, thanks, thanks be to God, that does take place. Yes. <laughs> Pretty good well, scripture. praise the Lord rest of the stuff, the colorful commentary that Rick provided there. <laughs> um, Just an eyewitness. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so. Anyway. Anything else that you want to cover on Philippians? I'm excited to really walk through it with the church. It's good stuff. Yeah, amen. Rob, anything else you want to say today before we hop off here? I don't think so. I, uh, okay. It makes me want to go read Philippians. You should. Don't take you 15 minutes. I'm That's not kidding. That's what I hear. I hear 14 minutes. Well, if you read faster. <laughs> Are you a fast reader? No. Neither am I. What's like your words per minute? I don't know. One? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it only took you 14 minutes. <laughs> Amy read it. She go, did a great go, job. Go. <laughs> go. God. Paul? <laughs> the annual? Um. Anyway. Yeah, I am not a fast reader. I wish I was my, I've said this many times, my dad is a very quick reader, high retention rate. I think those things go together. I really do. Um, but yeah, so I need to get home and read, actually. There you go. Because I got another meeting coming up. Hey, oh, all right, gang. Uh, thanks for checking in. If you want to hear more or if you want to throw out any um, topic ideas, head on over to simpletheology.org. You can shoot us a call. Just Google Simple Theology. There You'll you find go. everything. You, we'll find those things. <laughs> I don't know how good our SEO is, but you can uh, shoot us a call, leave us a voicemail at 614-233-1098. You can email us at info at simpletheology.org. Hit us up on social media, facebook.com slash simpletheology or Instagram at simpletheologypod. Listen, if someone calls and leaves us a voicemail, 
No matter what is said, Robert will pe- repeat that voicemail verbatim on the podcast. That's not true. <laughs> that is not true. So, uh, yeah. Have a great day, everyone. Peace. Bye. Bye.